Hey there, I'm Wendy Vaughn, sales success coach and the queen of compassion-based selling because, well, selling is all about supporting, not convincing. And I am so glad that you've tuned in to today's episode of the Selling Made Easy show because this show is all about inspiration not just in learning a simple technique or mindset shift that makes it easier to get clients, but inspiration that happens as we get to peer through the lens of guest entrepreneurs who are blazing their own trails. And those trails have probably included a few unexpected roadblocks, maybe even having to overcome fears or blocks about selling. Now, I believe everyone has their zone of genius, their superpower that's a gift to others, including you. Now, for me, after, well, 22 years of outperforming my peers in sales results, well, it's almost an x-ray vision that I have when it comes to finding and fixing any sales blind spots within entrepreneurs that are unknowingly causing potential clients to slip away. And with today's guest, his zone of genius is his ability to empower others to tap into their inner strength and wisdom so that they can ultimately become the person they want to be. So I'm super excited to introduce Joshua Cole. Now, Joshua is a powerful leader and an accomplished artist with over 30 years of experience as a pianist and 20 years of leadership in the nonprofit world. Now he is the lead pastor of a successful church, a loving husband to his beautiful wife and a proud father of four children. Joshua is a coaching professional, partnering with local leaders in business, government, and healthcare. Now, he helps leaders to overcome indecisiveness, overwhelming priorities, and ineffectiveness by coaching them to lead themselves better. Well, welcome, Joshua. I am so excited to have you as my guest today. Well, thank you, Wendy. I'm so happy to be here and uh, can't wait to have a great conversation with you. Yeah, likewise. And, you know, I just love how you're helping leaders to do something that is so important to them, right? To be effective. So I yes. can't wait to hear more about this and, and the work you're not doing. Yeah, well, it's been an honor to help the leaders that have um, worked with me. And I'm so glad that you gave me this opportunity. Well, you know, um, Joshua, there's always one question that is so top of mind for me, because I know that you've got quite a diverse background uh, from <laughs> music, leadership, nonprofits, uh, within various different roles. So yeah. exactly what was the inspiration or tipping point that prompted you to start your own coaching practice? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it started with me as a feeling of dissatisfaction. Um, even in this, this calling that I love of being a pastor of a local church, I was just feeling um, very limited. And I just prayed and said, you know, I, I want to do more. I want to meet more people and I want to help more people, but I just didn't know how to do that. And then uh, along came a, a global pandemic. And uh, that was just a great financial incentive that I needed because, well, that, uh, the income for the church went down. And uh, so basically I had to go from fully vocational pastor to a bivocational pastor. So um, that was the start to everything was, first of all, a feeling like I just needed to get out. And um, 
I wanted to be more valuable to my community. And then of course the, the financial impetus. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's amazing yeah. how those doorways open. <laughs> right? yeah, absolutely. Maybe, or maybe the little, the little boot, you know, the little nudge, the, maybe it's a bigger nudge. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, I've got four kids and a beautiful wife and uh, they're all looking at me. Hey, exactly. Honey, um, yes. <laughs> uh, I want this. I need this. We'd like to do that. We sure would love this. And it all kind of stemmed to that bank account. So it was for you that uh, tip into leaning more into the the inner desire that you always, well, that you, at least you had been becoming more and more aware of uh, in terms of wanting to serve more. So, so yeah, I love it. In 2020 hindsight, everything happens for a reason. So, well, so the pandemic, I can do Mm -hmm. the math here, but you know, I'll let you speak to that. How long have you had your own coaching practice and has your business mission or vision evolved during that time? Um, yeah, so I've been coaching for a little over one and a half years Um, I did not begin right away after the pandemic hit to get into coaching. Um, I actually, uh, I was hired by my brother to help him in his copywriting business. So I had to learn copywriting. Uh, It was just a crash course learning on the job. Um, Yeah, I know. That's a new skill set. (laughs) It it was a, yeah. Um, And I was, I have a higher regard for copywriters. That's, that's an amazing work. If you can do it well, Um, it's not as easy as I think people think it is. Um, And so I did that for a year. And after a year, I knew, I knew I could not continue. Um, And so I got a phone call from a, a coach that I had hired years ago to help me Uh, in the church. He's a leadership coach and business coach. And um, he told me, he said, you really need to look into getting trained to coach people, your personality, your experience, everything would, would line up and you would do a lot better than copywriting. He was, he was right. Um, So I began um, training in 2021 and began coaching in late 2021 and uh, definitely my vision since then has changed. At first, I was uh, only certified for life coaching, and I was coaching anybody who came across and was willing to hire me. I mean, people were hiring me for a cup of coffee for the first couple months, you know, just trying to get my feet um, off the ground there. Um, and eventually, I began to notice that my clients were mostly uh, managers, directors, owners of businesses, entrepreneurs, people like that. And so they were leaders. And I began to notice patterns of what they were asking me, you know, overwhelm, um, life balance issues, um, trying to gain respect on the job and, you know, uh, inspire people. And then, um, so then I made a shift. I decided I was going to focus in on leaders and that's who I was attracting. And that was my greatest gift. That's what I had the most uh, expertise to offer as well. And so uh, I love it. Yeah, it was a good change. No, that, that makes perfect sense. And I love the fact that you really kind of kept asking those questions in terms of, okay, what are the common denominators? I can help anybody do anything and achieve more in whatever aspect of life they want. But let's be real. 
um, it's difficult to convey that in a marketing piece. You know, it's oh, difficult yeah. to tell people what I do. <laughs> oh, I do oh, everything. Yeah. Really? What does that mean? Well, anything you want. Well, what does that <laughs> yeah. mean? Everything is like confusing. But when you zero in on a certain type of a role or a profession, or now you can begin to create clarity both within yourself and within others that might be seeking that. So, so yeah, I love the fact that you really were open to asking those important questions of yourself and, and how to laser in on the impact of your expertise and zones of genius, right? So, well, have there been any big roadblocks or challenges that you've had to overcome along the way besides what we've just talked about in terms of narrowing the scope? Well, absolutely. I mean, the obvious roadblocks have been uh, my lack of knowledge about sales. I mean, I come from a, a musician background and then, you know, uh, a church background. And so I've never had to actually um, complete sales and and convert uh, people into clients and all that. It, it was just a lot. But the the biggest challenge wasn't really that because I read books and 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 I listened to other coaches on that. My biggest struggle um, has been um, a perception of myself as being less than worthy. Mm. Uh, and mm. I'm telling you, that leads to so much fear before yeah. a consultation. Um, it leads to fear when I'm writing copy for myself and you know, just second guessing, is that true? Am I exaggerating this? Can I deliver this to a client? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You know, am I, am I over promising what I can't deliver? Um, and then every time I would get rejected, I would, you know, I'd have to face these uh, negative thought patterns of, well, the music dream didn't happen. Uh, you're pastoring a small church that couldn't, you know, pay you uh, through the the pandemic as much as you needed for your family. And so you feel failure there. Um, you know, leading through COVID-19 was absolutely crushing. You couldn't make anybody happy. I lost friends. Uh, I lost a lot of confidence in the systems of the world that I used to rely on. Right. Um, and then now people are hiring me that have more influence than me. Uh, they make a lot more than I make and they've accomplished more. And so I, my biggest thing with sales has been to hone in on why do I feel like I'm less than them? Mm -hmm. Why do I right. think I don't have value to contribute? So that's been my biggest roadblock. Right, yeah. And that's it's always uh, a catalyst to those limiting beliefs surfacing when we step out on maybe a path that we don't necessarily know what the next step holds for us or what that next step is. You know, you talked yeah. about just, um, you know, the process of going from life coach to narrowing your scope. You know, you've, you've been inventing your own, <laughs> your own business. And that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur, but it's also maybe the thing that, that trips us up and you're definitely not alone in having that, that uh, limiting belief just come rearing its, its, its head up and, and this yes. loud voice. And then it's not founded on anything because here you have a lifetime of being that expert in terms mm -hmm. of supporting others mm -hmm. to gain 
clarity and confidence around what's missing in terms of them being able to be more effective. And, but, oh no, that, that whole fact just kind of vanishes <laughs> in, in those moments, you know, and that limiting belief starts uh, becoming louder and louder. So, well, can you share maybe a technique that you used in order to curtail that limiting belief and, and get it to, to <laughs> be exposed as, as to being a false evidence appearing real? Yeah. Oh my, uh, there's, man, there's not just one thing. Uh, I'll just give a smattering of a few. Yeah, things. just just drop the needle and just share one because I know we could both go on and on and on about this. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay, through through hiring some coaches and even a, a counselor, um, one of the things that I learned that helped me significantly was realizing that I have the ability to decide who I am. Um, and so what I did is I just wrote on a piece of paper, I am a man who, mm. and I just made a bullet list. Um, the first one that came to me is I'm a man of impeccable integrity. I am a man who lives in reality. I am a man who provides for my family. I am a man who gets up and tries again. And so it just kept flowing until I reached about, you know, seven or eight of those. Right. But before I get onto calls with potential clients, uh, now, in order to answer that worth question, I review who I am. Nice. And I know a person's identity has to be shaped by the community and context and all that stuff as well. But for my part, I was abdicating that to too many external issues. Mm -hmm. And so now I understand I have that authority to speak to myself that this is what who I am. So that way, when I'm when I am talking to a potential client, I don't give off that whiff of desperate. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to mm -hmm. feel like I want them to complete me because mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm already right. completed. Right, so that, right. that's one of probably the biggest things that I've learned. Um, yeah, there, oh, there's yeah. more, but that's a big one. Oh, that's powerful. Yeah, I love so much of what you said there. I, I don't want to just sit here and. and paraphrase it all because you said it so beautifully uh mm. and succinctly and and there was just so much i i think i might have to go back and listen to this recording again just to glean all that so that was powerful oh, <laughs> and yeah, yeah joshua you. you're obviously an expert at helping leaders to be more successful by learning how to lead themselves which is mm. huge and it's that inner work that resonates outer and makes us all more impactful as well as happier, right? Because mm -hmm. there's that ease and flow. But I, I'm curious, how do you feel about the client enrollment or, you know, the sales part of being in business? Now, I know that you mentioned uh, just 10 minutes ago or five minutes ago about, well, you know, didn't come easily. I lack that knowledge in sales because of this and this and this. So obviously this might feel like a very different skill set. So do you have any current challenges or frustrations with this important part of growing a successful business? Yeah. Um, first, I want to recognize the progress I've made. Um, <laughs> Good. Uh, my my first foray into uh, um, right fit calls is, is what I call them, but consultations and stuff. I mean, I, I would be so uh, full of anxiety. I would lose sleep. Uh, I, I'd have to change my shirt after I was done the call. 
Um, you know, just so full of anxiety. And now I am, I, I'm nervous, but I am not full of anxiety. Nice. Um, it's, it's a lot better, but it's my not consuming thing, your entire yeah. beingness is it's oh, now yeah. just kind of a sidecar. It's so much better. So keep pushing in is what I tell people. It's, you just got to practice. Um, so I think my difficulty right now that I'm facing is that um, I'm, I struggle to simplify and clarify my selling model um, or approach, if you will, um, because I've just seen so many people say, hey, you need to do the content marketing approach or no, 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 don't do that. You need to do webinars and, and give uh, workshops. No, 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 no. You need to be on people's stages and give your message as an expert. And then the, so it's like, sometimes I have a hard time deciding which one I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. um, and all of them take time and money, which I have little of on both of those. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's my big thing right now. Besides what, and one more thing is that my, my website uh, isn't really converting uh, clients or potential clients who just organically search for a coach in my area. Mm. Uh, so that's another frustration. But right. I think the big one right now is just that model and and how am I going to sell? Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're definitely not alone in those kinds of feelings of which door, <laughs> you know, yeah. door number right. one, door number two, door number three, and how to make the most of the effort put in in a yes. way that serves as well as provides a return you know, mm -hmm. because serving, serving, serving is just a one side and it's not sustaining because yes. you are the ultimate in terms of the leader of your business and your family. And you deserve to have a thriving business that is creating that impact and income. Mm -hmm. So in terms of choosing the right, marketing strategy and, and process, sales process, uh, I would love to provide you with a little bit of insight around that. Oh, that'd be, that'd be very helpful. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah. And, you know, just keep in mind, we can't go real granular here uh, because we don't have uh, five hours and maybe five weeks. So, <laughs> the, thing, um, yeah. so the, the one thing that is always so important that I support my clients to do is to first off, you, you are the magic and mm -hmm. you have natural abilities and natural skills and just uh, some things are going to support you to just, you know, bring forth and flow effortlessly your wisdom and, and your support. Other things are going to make you feel like a fish out of water and, mm -hmm. and like you're forcing and I always support people to go with the flow, the path of least resistance. So great. There are a million and one different options out there for how to get yourself out there and become known so that you're discovered yeah. right, by your potential ideal clients. Because let's face it, you can make a huge difference in people's lives. So we take a look at who you are in terms of your natural abilities, your strengths, what you do love in terms of sharing your expertise. Then the other side to this coin that's so important is who is your ideal client hmm. and where are they hanging out? Because that's where they're going to find you is where they're already hanging out. Yeah. Now, what ways do they like to 
consume information because yes, we do live in information age. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you and I, neither one of us are salesy. We don't just say, buy my coaching. I'm great. (laughs) I can make your life wonderful. We're not that, right? Uh -uh. People wouldn't buy that. Anyway, they wouldn't. They'd say, uh, next. And so in order to be fully of service is content-based marketing. It really is because people need to get a little bit of clarity around who you are. What yes. your philosophy is? What what are you all about? What do you do? What can you do for me? How can I make a difference? How can you make a difference in my life? Well, that's content-based marketing. So leaning into first off your strengths, your natural abilities, what you normally like to do. Well, are you an online kind of guy? No, it sounds like you're a people person. You love interacting with people. Okay. Yes. So what kind of a process can we develop that supports you to be more in alignment with what you naturally do. Do you love speaking? Yes, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. To groups, yes, you do. So that right there is is a green light. Mm. That would be a green light for you. Yeah, um, because kind of you're, you're scanning in your strength. You're tapping into skills you already have. You're immediately yeah. um, already connected to you, your wisdom because it's mm. nothing new that you have to learn in order to do that but we we do need to support you in certain ways so that people will show up for your speaking engagement or you know how to gain those stages where you will be in front of a already existing group so those are the then the nuances but we always start with leaning into what you really enjoy best because when we tap into what you already do naturally that immediately builds in ease and flow but we also have to keep your ideal client in mind so they're a leader well mm-hmm. there are a lot of different yeah. kinds of leaders there's corporate leaders there's school leaders there's you know academic right. leaders there's there's religious leaders there's yeah. entrepreneurial leaders there's lots of different types of leaders and they each hang out in different places mm-hmm. but most are busy busy, busy, busy. So we have to keep that in mind too. When we design then a marketing approach that serves them, are they going to immediately carve out 20 minutes for a workshop? No, Mm -hmm. no, they're not. They're not. So that would not be a successful channel for you because it's not what they would be able to incorporate into their busy schedules. So it's Mm. hopefully that provides you with a little bit of clarity around kind of a a track to start running on. And again, like I said, we could literally talk hours on this and, and probably over the course of five weeks, but <laughs> we won't. So hopefully this provides you with a little bit of clarity and inspiration. Yeah. I mean, just, I'm having an epiphany that the, ah, the blog, the, the blog that I have been working on, um, I think I just need to admit to myself that I don't enjoy writing it. There you um, go. Yeah, I mean, copywriting I have, is not your your jam. Yeah. Like I I I do enjoy the content of it, okay, but of I course. would enjoy it more if I were to speak it. Yes, there you go. Bing, 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 bing. Absolutely. That's <laughs> so, so playing good. Thank to your you. strengths, playing to your strengths, and it mm. is enough and it is the best for you. There are so many different people out there with so many different opinions. You should do this, you should do that, you should do this, you have to do that. Yeah. 
Now, most of them don't have any idea. They haven't asked one important question. What are your strengths? Mm -hmm. What feels right to you? Because you are the master, the captain of your ship. So, all right, well, I'll stop with that because I've been wanting to pick up from what you shared with us earlier about the pandemic, because in my mind, you know, you talked about how the church really suffered in during that segment of our evolution <laughs> is what yeah, I see. Right. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. Leaders of all different walks of life really faced a lot of shifts in their realities, how they lead the people that they're leading, how they've really shifted, how they're serving, how they're being employees or part of the team. That whole thing is just, so can you share a little bit in, in terms of the ripple effects of the pandemic and its impact on the leaders that you work with or that are maybe feeling the stresses or struggles based on the pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before I answer that, I just want to say thank you for the insight. Um, really appreciate that. That helped. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah, that was almost a load off my shoulders. I'm like, she said the path of least resistance, like, oh my gosh. So I don't have to keep <laughs> eating those vegetables. That's great. <laughs> good, good. Thank you for reflecting back. I appreciate that. Um, and so as far as how the pandemic um, has affected my clients, well, I noticed that my healthcare clients seem to be um, more open about how it's affected them. Um, I did not have an appreciation of what they go through, uh, especially as regards to uh, the pandemic protocols until I started to coach uh, some managers uh, there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my respect for them is it's much higher now. Um, but what my clients have been noticing is that the constant change and high alert that they were on during the pandemic lasted much longer for them than it did for our businesses here in my area. And so they still find themselves in like putting out fires mode where they're constantly looking outside of their purview uh, for problems to solve and problems to fix. And they're constantly like, it's, it's, it's like their adrenaline is still not turned off. And so that, that anxious um, over-functioning um, issue is, is a big deal that I've been uh, helping coach people uh, to refocus, to gain more control over their agenda, uh, their priorities and goals. So that, that's uh, one big way that it's uh, affected them. In the business community, it um, largely, I see that they're still adjusting to getting back into in-person um, networking events um, and revaluing the the purposes and um, gifts of in-person events. Um, and so I have been um, noticing loneliness in mm-hmm. the business world, loneliness mm-hmm. in the government leaders, loneliness even in the healthcare. And I keep asking questions as a coach regarding their support systems. And so for me, those are some of the things that I see I would directly attribute to uh, the post-pandemic effect on right. on these poor, well, not poor, but um, yes. well, limited Struggling. human beings. 
yes, yeah. limited human beings that that we were all affected by it, and mm-hmm. and they often had to uh, solve problems that the um, those of us did not have to solve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it makes perfect sense that there was just a, a very dynamic situation that leaders were having to deal with not only in their own personal space, but then leading corporations, businesses, teams, you know, having to now create a new normal because everyone now has shifted. Employees are not willing to put up with as much. They aren't taking things taken for granted. They're, you know, they enjoyed the freedom. They enjoyed the autonomy. They enjoyed a lot more that they realized that, Hey, this is pretty good. I, I think I want this. And another company might be offering that. So I don't know if I'm sticking around. That, so it's, and that's hitting the workforce around here big time. You're right on. And the other thing that I see is that because I work mostly with leaders and they are, you know, super responsible, super resilient, uh, servant people, they don't, they're reticent to spend money and time on their own mental health uh, or their own fun, their own friendship circles. Um or their own mental health. And so that plagues them as well. Cause a lot of us that don't have those leadership positions, we don't have that burden and having to be the strong person all the time as much as they do some. So yeah, that's another thing I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of different layers there. So, well, Joshua, I'm just, I'm kind of on the edge of my seat here. So how do you work with people in those prominent and just critical, you know, important leadership Mm. roles who want to be extremely effective in leading others and create an ease and flow in their lives. Can you share just a few more specifics or details about your philosophy or your approach? Yeah. So as far as format, a simple way to start here. um, I coach one-on-one, of course, uh, but I'm also enjoying uh, coaching groups and teams Um, It seems to offer my clients a whole other uh, way of improving um, and breaking through their barriers uh, with the help of their comrades. And I take the philosophy that the primary job of a leader is to lead themselves. And if they can do that to lead them to a better place, then they solve a lot of their leadership challenges. Um, especially the leadership challenge of no one's following you. <laughs> you know? um, it's it's silly to say that, but that's so true. That's like one of the biggest challenges is that nobody's listening to me. No one's really following me. Mm-hmm. But Lip service. Exactly. And so I really push my clients to take the leadership principles that they know and apply them to their own life as though they, as a person, were a team. And that they are in charge of leading them to their greatest potential. Interesting. Yeah, that's powerful. Mm -hmm. So instead of putting their team's things ahead of them, they have to put them ahead of the team first, like putting the oxygen mask on, and then they get to their team. And of course, if they don't know those principles, well, then I offer uh, teachings and trainings for that, that corporations will hire me for to teach their people. And then I coach them on the topics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I love that. Working from the, again, the inside out and just shifting that paradigm Absolutely. around, okay, you're, 
you're brilliant at this and you know how to do this. Let's start with you and become mm-hmm. yes. you on your team. And what would you say to you? I, I share that with my own clients a lot. It's like, all right, if you were, if you were your own client, if mm. you were coaching you, what would you tell you to do? <laughs> and people always like cock their head a little bit and pause. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's really clear. <laughs> so yeah, I yeah. love how you're implementing that within your process and providing that opportunity for, like we talked about, your zone of genius, empowering yes. others to tap into their own wisdom. So yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. Well, how can listeners learn more about you and this great work that you're doing, Joshua? Well, you can find me um, on my website at joshcolecoaching.com. And I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn at Josh Cole Coaching. So uh, those are the three main ways online. People, anybody can get a hold of me. Okay. Um, love to meet you and get to know you. All right, fantastic. And you offer that right fit call, I believe yes. is what you mentioned that, just to see if this could be a, a good next move. So, all right, so that's joshcolecoaching.com, correct? That's correct. All mm-hmm. right, and you're hanging out on LinkedIn and Facebook. Uh, yes. So for our listeners, just be sure to look in the show notes for those links to his website and his platform. So, well, Josh, you have already shared so many golden nuggets of wisdom here through our conversation, but if I could tap on you one last time, uh, looking at your own experience in building your business, what's some advice that you can share with say a frustrated entrepreneur who's maybe questioning their decision to have even started their own business or they're doubting their ability to succeed? Yeah. Uh, Well, I have two things and I'll go quickly. Um, But the first thing is, if you're a person of faith, whatever faith uh, belief system that that is, I would encourage you uh, to tap into that. Uh, Don't set that to the side. There is strength in prayer and and listening um, to God. Um, And it it, it can't just be a sideline issue. It it has to be... um, a religious issue for you, especially if, like I said, if you ascribe to a faith. Um, and I, I would say the second thing may not be so deep in core, but it was for me. Um, and that is share your doubts, share your struggles uh, with wise and trusted friends. Um, you really, really need a support system. I mean, I know you're an entrepreneur because you're strong and you're creative and you're highly resilient and all that stuff, but all of us need a support system and you need truth and you can't get truth without somebody reflecting back to you how you're seeming to them and mm-hmm. how your your ideas might be harebrained or <laughs> could use a little tweaking. Uh, so if you're if you're a coach, uh, I would say hire coaches. don't don't be hypocritical and only coach. Make sure you're being coached. Um, if you need mental health care, I know that is something you just always got to have in your back pocket, go get the help you need. Um, and it, it goes a long way. So those are my two big things, engage your faith and engage a support system. If you don't have one, go make one, (laughs) go make friends. Mm -hmm. And, but I, I love the, the added detail that you shared regarding a wise and trusted person. Yes. You yes. Know, not just anybody, not just somebody that like we we just sort of talked about in terms of, hey, I don't know how to market my business. Oh, you got to do this. You know, people yeah. that don't know 
maybe exactly what is going on or where you're at in your, in your business. Or so those, I, I love the aspect that you brought into that of wise and trusted counsel. Yes. So yeah. And leaning into faith. That's always, there's always a bigger purpose and a bigger sense of uh, uh, guidance and support. So yeah, I love yes. that. Thank you so much. Those are both both definitely golden nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> so thank you so much. Thank Tom. you. And I've, I've really enjoyed our conversation. It's just been so great hearing about your journey from the early work that you were doing, where you were leaning in, making a difference, but at the core, you were feeling dissatisfied and, and limited and yeah. kind of held back and, and really that there was more, there's more for you. There's this, this calling of, of being more, wanted to do more, be more of a service. Yes. And then the pandemic hit and lo and behold, it, <laughs> it ended was up a blessing. A green light for you to, all right, step out there and be more, yeah. <laughs> serve more and lean into more of what you have within you. And now doing this impactful work as a leadership coach as well, uh, where you're helping leaders overcome indecisiveness, overwhelming priorities, and an effectiveness by coaching them to lead themselves better. So I've really enjoyed our conversation and I just want to thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. Well, thank you, Wendy. Thank you for this opportunity. Um, It's been a great blessing and I've enjoyed the conversation as well. Oh, thank you so much. I'm I'm glad and I know that our listeners have as well. And again, for our listeners, you can reach Joshua Cole through his website and that's joshcolecoaching.com as well as be sure to follow him on LinkedIn or Facebook. All right. Well, for all our listeners, remember when it comes to building a business that brings you joy and has an endless flow of high paying clients, well, don't overlook the power of what I call compassionate selling, where you've fully supported your potential client's decision-making process by providing them with everything they need to feel confident and excited about saying, yeah, this sounds great. So are you 100% confident that you're fully supporting your potential clients? Well, if you're curious, reach out to me and apply for a sales blind spot coaching session. You may be surprised by what we discover. All right, well, this is Wendy Vaughn, Chief Paradigm Shifter and Sales Success Coach. And you can find me and our next podcast episode at PredictableSalesResults.com. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode with Joshua Cole. And as always, here's to your success.